When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. At Baldy NFL, you can find me on a variety of uh, different platforms. Instagram, Twitter, X, uh, YouTube. Baldy NFL, thanks for joining me. It is Thursday, the final day of November. It's also Thursday night football, and it's a good one. It's a good game with a lot of NFC implications. Two teams may be going opposite directions. Seattle, we saw them Thanksgiving night get uh, cleaned up pretty good by the 49ers at home. And, of course, we saw the Cowboys uh, earlier in that day on Thanksgiving clean up the Washington Commanders and pretty much have their way. Uh, As a result, uh, Dak Prescott has been named the player of the month, and probably rightfully so. He's been playing awesome. The good thing about this game tonight is, as opposed to every other Thursday night game so far this year, is each team is on seven days of rest. They're on their schedule. They play Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving afternoon on Thursday. They play seven days later tonight. So I think teams will be rested a little healthier, which is good because Geno Smith played banged up against uh, San Francisco, got banged up the week before against the Rams. And so he should be healthier, which should be good. Um that being said, let's look at these two teams. The Cowboys at 8-3 and three are right in the middle of a gauntlet, I mean, of, of games. And, and so is Seattle. Uh, a lot of these NFC teams are playing the best teams on their schedule right here at the end. So Seattle played uh, San Francisco last on Thanksgiving. They played Dallas. They play San Francisco next Sunday. Then they play Philadelphia. I mean, it's a tough stretch for anybody. But Seattle's trying to get through it, and they're doing it without their running back, Kenneth Walker. Uh, who is a really dynamic player. He's a he's a home run hitter. He um, he has a nose for the end zone. He was an awesome rookie and he's been banged up this year and probably won't go tonight. So Zach Charbonnet will play and DJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh, the rookie. Um, but they need to get the, the running game going. And I think Dallas can still be vulnerable to the run, but they need to get that running game. When their running game is going and they're playing – 13 personnel, that's one back and three tight ends, and the running game is going, and Geno Smith can then make that run game pay off with some play action, some movement, let the their three receivers get down the field, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. They can be pretty good. We just haven't seen much of it this year, to be honest with you. In fact, I would say that over the last six weeks, the only really good offensive game they played was against the Washington Commanders. They won 29-26. Let's face it. Washington just fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. They're not a good defensive team. They play a lot of man coverage. And like I just mentioned, Seattle has three three really first-class receivers that can beat man coverage. You saw it, in fact, you saw it on Thanksgiving night. You saw Jackson Smith and Jigba reach out with a one-handed grab, beautiful catch on a wheel, on the outside, I mean, th- these are three dynamic players that have had great days in this league. 
uh, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, he's just getting started, but he he's had some some big moments. Um, so for this team, but I saw him week eight against Cleveland. You know, they they weren't they they got off to a good start, up fourteen nothing, two drives, two touchdowns. Then they went to sleep to the very end of the game, and Cleveland threw an uh, untimely interception. Gave Jack uh, Seattle good field position. They end up winning the game. But really, they lost to the Rams by a point. Um, they lost badly to San Francisco. They have not played real well, which says, okay, Dallas should – they're at home. They don't lose at home. They wipe teams up at home, and that's what they have done. And that might very well happen tonight. I would say uh, Dak is playing his best football of his career right now. Uh, he's not turning the ball over. Thrown a ton of touchdowns. They had red zone woes earlier in the year, but they have figured those out. They've gotten more creative. They've been much more efficient in the type of plays that they have in, in the red zone. If you remember, they basically lost to the Eagles on a Sunday night because they couldn't convert a fourth and one on the goal line. And they came away with no points. And it was just, you know, it was a fundamental error on a switch route. But they've kind of cleaned things up since then. They've gotten much better. But what I see from Dak is this. First of all, the offense line is playing at, at a high level. Tyron Smith looks like he's just back being Mr. Vice Grip at left tackle. And when he gets his hands on you, it's over. Like, you're not getting out. You're not getting out of that grip. He's just that physically strong and dominant. And he looks good right now. Uh, and then Tyler Smith, the rookie last year, has been playing left guard every game. Last year, he's going back and forth, left guard, left tackle. He's in there at left guard. He's He's just a really good football player. He moves the line of scrimmage. Um, he's uh, he's taking a step up this year. Tyler Biotish has improved at center, worked all offseason with uh, Duke Manuweather down in Dallas or Frisco, and, you know, he's gotten better. And then Zach Martin is Zach Martin. He's just, you know, as good as there is at right guard in this league. And Terrence Steele is a good player. He's, he's not elite. You know, you put an elite pass rusher over him, he's going to – he'll have his struggles. But for the most part, he's, he's pretty solid. And he's made himself into a good player. And I, my hat goes off to Terrence. So Dak is – so here's the deal. If you just rush four, where a lot of teams want to, and you want to play a variety of coverages, you want to double C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, that, that, those kind of things that you can do if you're dropping seven, um, you could do all those things. But right now, if you rush four, Dak's got time. If he's got time, he's going to beat you. Because – uh, Jake Ferguson has exploded. Brandon Cooks is now part of the offense. Uh, Michael Gallup is playing better. Jalen Tolbert, the rookie last year, is playing better. And not to mention CD is just a world-class receiver. So if you rush four, and that's what Seattle likes to do, and they've got some talented guys, Devin Witherspoon, um, Tyquan, Thor, uh, Tyquan Woolen, uh, Tariq Woolen, I'm sorry, Tariq Woolen, um, you know, at the corners, you've got elite speed and are good players. Quandre Diggs is a playmaker at safety. Like they, They've got good players. But if you give Dak time and you rush four, he's, he's going to beat you. Now, if you rush four and somebody breaks down, Boye Mafe gets a good rush, Dak is moving now. His movement skills is what's really separated himself from past years. His movement is not frenetic. It's not panicked. It's moving with the purpose. And it doesn't matter if he's going, if he's backing up, if he's exiting stage right, or if he's moving to his left. He's moving under control. He's moving to find the secondary receiver or the play after the X's and O's. 
And that's where I see Dak's real improvement right now is his eyes are up. He's okay. Here's my escape lane. I'm not looking to run. I'm looking to make a play. And now guys are learning how to play with that. It's not just the ball's going to a variety of different players. So that's good. Now, if you want to challenge Dak in the protection and you want to come after him with zone pressures, overload pressures, um, blitzing the inside linebackers, you know, Jordan Brooks and, and uh, Bobby Wagner. If you want to do that, you're a man coverage. And I don't know. I mean, right now, CeeDee Lamb is as good as anybody in this league beating man coverage. And that's probably where Dak, Dak's eyes are going to go first is where's CD and who's covering him and let's go. He's going to win. He's just, he's very, very good. So that's, that's kind of the conundrum, you know, for Seattle right now. Blitz, play man coverage. All right, now we're one-on-one with CD, you know, whoever that's against. Trey Brown, Devin Witherspoon. I mean, good, good players, tough task. So that's kind of, and then, you know, you look at Dallas defensively, obviously Deron Bland is getting a lot of the attention and rightfully so. What he's done, nobody in the history of this game's ever done. Five pick sixes, seven interceptions, 12 interceptions over the course of the last uh, 28 games, you know, and uh, he wasn't even a starter this year. He came in when, and became a starter when Trayvon Diggs went down with an early season injury. So it's just remarkable. But it's also a function of the type of pressure. I, I did a breakdown on Micah Parsons from Thanksgiving night against Washington. And I'm watching Washington, okay, send the tight end at him. Block him with the tackle. The running back, Antonio Gibson, went wherever Michael went. And for much of the night, he was literally doubled and triple teamed. But it freed up Jonathan Hankins for a sack. It freed up Dante Fowler one-on-one to get a sack. Like, he's taken a lot of the attention, and rightfully so. If you don't give Micah the attention, he's going to ruin you. He's going to ruin your offense. So those are some of the things you have to do from a schematic standpoint. Look for tonight. How many guys come after Micah? From That's why Dan Quinn keeps moving him around, putting him over the center, put him at linebacker, put him over the guard. He's rushing from over the guard this year, um, rushing wide on over the right tackle or left tackle. And Seattle's had a big question mark all year at right tackle. Big Ape Lucas, who started every game for him last year, the rookie out of Washington State, got hurt, I think, in the first week. Um, and so Stone Forsyth, Jason Peters at age 40, all those guys have been in there at right tackle, and they're just okay. So, I mean, I expect Micah loves to rush off the right tackle position. I don't know who's going to be out there tonight, probably probably Stone. But regardless, I mean, Micah could beat either one of those guys one-on-one. So they've got to handle that. Dallas likes to play a dime defense. They like to play Marquise Bell, number 14, at an inside linebacker. And uh, he is – Really good football player, but you want to you want to get Dallas out of their dime. You got to run the ball. You run the ball, they'll put another linebacker in there. So, and and that's one reason why they're very interested in signing Shaq Leonard. In fact, it's a, it's a big toss up between Dallas and Philadelphia, who's going to sign Shaq Leonard. Um, and you know, I've heard some things that maybe he favors Dallas right now, although he's looking at both teams. So. He'll, he'll make a smart decision. He's a smart guy. Um, both teams need him. 
Zach Cunningham went down for the Eagles last week, so both teams could use Shaq. But anyways, tonight should be a really a great game. Should be very entertaining. Look, if Seattle loses, they're six and six. And like I said, they play Seattle, San Francisco and San, San Francisco next week, and then they play Philadelphia the following week. So, like it's like do or die. You get to six and six, and you got those two games coming up. I'm not predicting wins and losses here. I don't do that. Anybody can beat anybody. But this is like a must game for Seattle, just from a confidence standpoint. You know, if they could get to seven and five, you know, and head out of here and get 10 days to get ready for San Francisco, um, you know, they could feel a whole lot better and get Kenneth Walker back. Um, you know, they could feel a whole lot better about themselves. So it's critical. But, uh, you know, Dallas, you might hang around with this team early, but between the takeaways, the play of Dak, uh, the play of CD, Defending Micah, uh, not to mention a bunch of other guys in that defense, too. Tank Lawrence is having a great season. Uh, you know, Torrance Armstrong is a good football player. I mean, they've got good players. Dante Fowler uh, has got a role in that team. they got a, a really good defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn to, to really keep you guessing. So that should be a great game tonight. I look forward to being here tomorrow right here on the Best Football Show to really – break down and analyze tonight's game because I think it has strong repercussions. If Dallas wins, gets to 9-3, and three, they got 10 days to get ready for Philadelphia next week at home. And so uh, it is a uh, monster game in the NFC as far as seedings. Who knows if Philadelphia gets beat by San Francisco. You know, all of a sudden they're 10-2. and two, They go to Dallas. They get beat by Dallas. I mean, all the scenarios, and I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying the scenarios – could be uh, endless for who could get the number one seed in the NFC. And so it's Dallas is thinking about that. Dallas is thinking about getting their ninth win, getting 10 days rest to get ready for Philadelphia. And Seattle, like all these teams, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Seattle, um, Dallas, they're all in the gauntlet of the schedule. And so, you know, Philadelphia has just gone through Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas. Nobody will play a, a tougher stretch of games in this league than what the Eagles are. So it's uh, they're going to be paying attention. Everybody in Philadelphia will be paying attention to that game tonight. A lot of eyeballs. It's Dallas. Big ratings. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, this should be a really good – in the fact that they've got seven days of rest for both teams. I think it's really significant uh, when teams can really get on a normal routine schedule – practice schedule, meeting schedule, all that stuff to get ready for a big game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. Uh, I can't wait to bring it to you tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back here on the Best Football Show tomorrow.